You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. How you doing today, Bruce? Healthy and alive. Yeah, uh, doing fairly well. Are you having a better day today? Um, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, n- nothing on the home front is annoying. Well, I'm having difficulty with the internet, but that, that's that's another story. That's kind of mm-hmm. like an ongoing first world problem, you know? We, we yeah. all kind of de- deal with yeah. bad internet at, yeah. at some point. So that, that is that's true. That's just kind of... That is eh. true. I had a uh, had a text message one day from my, uh, from my provider because I have my home internet and my telephone and my mobile phone and everything through the same company. They decided that it, the internet was out. The home internet went out. You know how it just like drops out sometimes randomly in the middle of the afternoon? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. right after it dropped out, and that's kind of the time because with everybody working from home, that's kind of the time you need it. Yeah, that's kind of the yeah. time you, you, yeah. you need it. Yeah, you don't really need to be dealing with that in, in the middle. And of course, what we do here, this is cloud-based. We kind of need the internet in order to be able to function. As yeah. in yeah. the software we use to do all of our production work around here doesn't work unless you have an internet connection. So mm-hmm. when the internet goes down, we're shut down. Okay, that's just how it works. And the way that we have cloud-based software these days and cloud-based programs and, and all the rest of it, you have to have a, a dedicated internet connection in order for that to function properly. Well, it goes down. As it's down, and I'm sitting here wondering when it's going to come back up, the provider, which over here, is, it was, I, I was through a different company and, and they got bought out. So now I'm with uh, Vodafone, which is essentially like Verizon. It's the same thing. And I get a text message. I get an SMS message. I get a text message from the provider saying, today's a great day for not just us, but all of our consumers as well, all of our customers. We have switched to 100% green energy to power our internet infrastructure and bring it to you, the customer. And I'm like, that's great. Is that why it doesn't work? Yeah, exactly. I, I'm uh, sitting here thinking, okay, your dumb asses are, are cutting your, consum- your, your customers off and people are sitting here trying to, to do work. I mean, I know I'm not the only, people are sitting here trying to do work and you're sending out text messages to your customers saying, don't worry. We switched to uh, all green energy today for 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 our for our benefit, your your benefit, and the environment's benefit. Idiots, absolute idiots. Welcome to the new normal. New normal. Yeah, they can keep it. They can cram it. Agreed. Yeah, it's, it's just it's it's so stupid. I, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna talk about climate change today. My God, there was a protest today in front of the Bundestag in Germany in Berlin, and it was pretty large. Pretty large. You saw it. Yeah. You saw it. It, yeah. was, it was pretty yeah. large. And as soon as Bruce saw it, I said, here, take a look at this. This is out in front of the Bundestag, right, which is where the government, uh, the, the German government meets. And he says, wow, that's great. That's great. And I said, is it? And then I told him what it was. It was a climate change protest. They had Greta Thunberg there speaking. The crowd was cheering. They were all masked up. It was it was truly disgusting, truly disgusting. And of course, what do you think is making top headlines here today? All the people concerned about climate change. Now, if that had been... If that had been people protesting vaccine passports and lockdowns and business closures, 
then they would have all been neo-Nazis, right-wing extremists. They hate democracy. They hate uh, they hate health. They hate science. Conspiracy theorists. All the rest of it. You would have seen dogs out there being sicked on people. You'd have seen water cannons out there being turned on people. Quite frankly, the water cannons should have been out there on all these people today because most of them probably haven't showered in months. Have you seen some of the Extinction Rebellion people? They don't look like they've seen clean water in quite some time. For somebody that claims to be upholding uh, uh, you know, climate justice and, and wanting, uh, I, I don't know, uh, a, a clean world, how about you start with yourself? Clean yourself up. Have some self-respect. No, you, you, you can't do that. No. If you're, if you're for the uh, climate change agenda, right, and you, you believe that we're emitting too much CO2 and polluting the planet and so on uh-huh. and so forth, uh-huh. then one of the things you have to do is you have to cut down on how many times you shower a day. And in fact, when you shower or a week, you're also supposed to do uh, your laundry at the same time. Uh-huh. Okay. There Damn. is a, uh, there, or there was, there was a, a show that was produced in the United States. I'm sure some people have seen it. I don't know if it's still on over there or not, but there was a show many years ago that was produced in the United States. It was on one of those, uh, it was like Discovery or uh, one of those other ones, I, I don't know, Nat Geo or something like that. It was called Extreme mm-hmm. Cheapskates. Yeah. And you would see these, these people that would, I, I don't know, they would like, they would, uh, this one guy, he lived in Texas, uh, just outside of Austin, Texas there. And the, like, these are the kind of people you run into. He didn't have air conditioning. He refused to have air conditioning. You don't have air conditioning in Texas, man. That is tough living. That is tough living. You need air conditioning in Texas. Bruce, you're not too far from Texas. You know how damn hot it gets down there. You just told me you had to go turn the air conditioner on just a few minutes ago because yep. it was getting too hot. Yep. Yep. Middle it's, of summer. Uh, we're still supposed to get 90 degrees Fahrenheit here uh, Sunday. Yeah. I'm jealous. The middle of summer, this guy has no air conditioning. So what does he do? He goes down and he buys a box of cornstarch and he rubs cornstarch all over himself. That's the kind of people you would get at a climate rally, a climate change rally. That right there. He's never had running water in his house. He takes a 55-gallon drum down to the local creek and he bails it out with a five-gallon bucket. Of course, I don't even know if that's legal. The, um, but Well, I, I mean, it, technically, as long as you don't get caught, it's legal, right? Honestly, that is that is like, that is the hillbilly version of a redneck. Now, I can see it if he was out in the middle of nowhere, okay? I, I mean, like, out, out, off the grid. I could see that. He's not. He's living in a neighborhood and has people around him. As in, he's he's literally, he's just cheap. He, he was just cheap. But my, I guess my point is, is, like, that's the kind of people you're dealing with, is, is somebody like that. Somebody that showers, like, once a week. Somebody that... <laughs> you know, it, it, it's crazy, by the way, we're saying this, that, you know, the shower went... That's only been a trend within the last like 80 years that we 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 do this. That's true. We shower daily. And I mean, yeah, but these people, you know, they want to take us back to colonial times, like pre-colonial times with this climate garbage. Yeah, that's what they want to shower once a month. And yeah, you get five gallons of water a day and and all the rest of it. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, That's what uh, Brabic said of uh, the Nestle Corporation. Oh, you should only get five or five gallons of water a day. Ah, That's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. You don't get any more than that. Yeah, while the rest of these people like him and all the rest of they and, and Schwab and, and Gates and these people, they live like pigs. They are pigs. They're disgusting. The, the, these people are, are, are wretched. I, I, I seen an article talking about um, what the ultra rich eat, some of the, the, the foods they eat. That's disgusting. And it? It, it was like uh, Bezos was eating like uh, iguana. And like, I mean, some of the stuff is just weirdos. Crazy. Man. It's like, why, did, why the hell would you eat that? It makes they no can't. sense. Like, they can't. You know, I, I exactly. saw something. I saw something once. There was a I, I want to say it was an article in The New York Times. I think it's been before the COVID stuff. 
there was a pizza you could order at some New York restaurant and it was truly unique. It was truly unique. And when you get into like these these major cities in the US before all this this nonsense happened, before all this craziness started, you could truly find some really interesting places in these cities, especially New York. New York, that's some of the best food you'd find uh, in the world. You can get anything you want or you used to be able to. You could get anything you want. If you want a German food, you could have German food. You wanted Italian food, you'd have Italian food. You want a Chinese food, you get the best Chinese food in the United States there next to maybe parts of uh uh, California, like San Francisco or something. You get some excellent, excellent multicultural cuisine cuisine choices in uh, in New York. But there was this restaurant there that would make a $2,000 pizza. And Bruce is just sitting there like, $2,000 pizza? Yeah, a $2,000 pizza. What made this so unique? Well, different parts of it would come from different parts of the world. So for example, the caviar that would be on it would be fresh, as in 24 hours, it would be fresh from the Black Sea. They would actually bring it over. They would fly it over. And you would have that. It would be fresh caviar from the Black Sea. It would, I mean, it would have to be caught within 24 hours. Well, that's what we consider fresh in the U.S. when it comes to fish. You had a special salami that would go on it that would come directly from a German farmer, from a, a German pig farmer. And it would be fresh. So it would be brought in. You had... Uh, the dough would be a certain, you know, blend of like flour or something that would come from the Netherlands or something. I mean, it was it was truly a unique thing. It's one of those things that you only get maybe one time in your life, right? If you have the extra money to just throw around, that's what you get. Yeah, but, yeah if but, you had the money, sure. But the trick to this, okay, like the cheese, I think, came from like, uh, I want to say like Sicily or something like that. I don't know. But um, the trick to this was what made it $2,000. It wasn't all this exotic stuff that I'm sitting here naming. It wasn't that. What made it what made it unique was it was a gold pizza. It was literally gold. So they used uh, the the gold foil or whatever. The, yeah, the gold yeah. leaf foil. Yeah, that's what they used. Yeah, yeah, that, the, the yeah, edible yeah. stuff. But it was actual gold. Mm -hmm. And and if you ordered the pizza, it contained. I want to say it was like um, I want to say like seventeen hundred dollars worth of that pizza was the actual gold. So. That was there. So basically just an ounce of gold. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Basically. Pretty much. Yeah. So that was there. The gold was on it. But if you ordered the pizza, they gave you a free. Uh, well, it wasn't uh, not the whole thing, obviously. But you know how they would get you go into some of these pizza joints in the US. They give you the um, uh, the shaker of like Parmesan. Yeah, you can shake the Parmesan on the uh, on the pizza if you want. Well, this had uh, gold dust in it. You could actually shake the gold dust on the pizza. So you could sprinkle some more gold dust, uh, some more gold on your pizza if you wanted it. So basically what you're saying is, is this was a $20 pizza that they just added gold, gold leaf. Well, to it, I'm sure that the, I'm sure that the pizza was actually more than that. If you start throwing in things like, uh, you know, fresh, I'm sorry, it wasn't the Black Sea, it was the Caspian Sea. If you, if you put in fresh, <laughs> Bruce, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> how, do, how do you know it's fresh? How do you know? It's the gold leaf that's making it expensive. That's Were you true. there when they caught it? Were you there when they brought it over? You don't know. So technically, it could just be a good quality. It, it could still be just a $20 pizza. And they just put the, the gold leaf on there. But the idea of a, of a $2,000 pizza, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying, you're, you're talking about exotic foods that rich people eat. This would be an example of something I, like yeah, that. I'm, I'm Jeff just Bezos being, would order a $2,000 you know. gold pizza. He would. Yeah, so of that, Bezos, uh, uh, what's his name, Zuckerberg, the, those types, Dorsey, they would order that. Yeah. Uh, you know what Musk's bizarre meal was? What, what was it? Uh, it's probably something simple. As a teenager, he did the $1 a day diet. It wasn't yeah. a diet, but 
he was just hurting for cash and strapped yeah. for cash. And what do you do? Ramen noodles. Yeah. That's what he did. Well, that's actually he says, I don't recommend it. it. No. Uh, when you're in college, you're you're basically you're you're living off of a case of ramen noodles, which is about twenty dollars a month. Uh, that's yeah, that's all that's all you have. Uh, and yeah. well, I mean, you have to spend all that money, that extra money you have on alcohol, right? When you're in college, because that's, <laughs> yeah, right. that's what you do. So uh, yeah. you know, you're you're getting plenty of carbohydrates in the alcohol. So uh, true. What do you need food for? Technically, you could live off of alcohol. Technically. Because of the yeast and everything in there, but uh, I wouldn't recommend. I it. would not recommend it. I I don't I don't drink, and for a very good reason. Okay. Um. Speaking of a university, I guess we can just segue there. Speaking of a university, Oberlin College, they have re-implemented the mask mandate at all times. You are not to remove that for any reason whatsoever, unless I don't even know if you might have to. You might have to wear them while you're sleeping too, especially if you're living on campus. You might have to wear them if you're sleeping. I that, I mean that's that's entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah. Dorms so, and everything. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So Oberlin College in Oberlin, Ohio, mild stomping grounds, not the college, but Ohio, has reinstated a mask mandate for their entire campus, both indoors and outdoors at all times. Now, the only exception, there is one exception to the rule. The only exception to the mask rule is if a person is eating outdoors or alone. So if you're outside and you're alone, then you don't have to wear one. But if someone else comes up to you, then you have to, I guess you can just, you can kind of Take it on and take it off as you walk past people, because university campuses, you tend to walk past a lot of people, even if you're alone. Like if you're walking across the quad or something to another building, another hall to take a class or something, you kind of have to pass people. I mean, that's just the way that it is. If I were a bit younger and I had some connections uh -huh. or just had that one judge that was willing to do a little bit of, you know, the the mafia judge, you know, the one that you could buy off and everything, uh -huh. like uh, most I would of them, yeah. be bringing him a lot of lawsuits and, uh, -huh. uh you know, multi-million dollar lawsuits for him to, to rule on and just give him a little kickback, you know, as we do it and, and just be a college student that transfers around the country to these various schools with these mandates, begging for one of them to come at me for not wearing a mask or doing mm -hmm. these things to mm -hmm. file a lawsuit. You know, I think we're missing the bigger point here because I didn't tell you why they decided to make that decision. The reason they decided um, to because because they wanted me to make a lot of money. That's why. <laughs> yeah, right. How many of the university uh, administrators actually have investments in PPE that they're going to be giving to the students? Yeah, sure. Uh -huh. Yeah. They are doing that because guess how many cases they had? Well, obviously, it's because they had cases. Guess how many cases they had? Um, well, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to say one, but I don't think there was even that. It was one case. Yeah, you had it right. It was one case. Uh, but I'm sure that that case was probably asymptomatic or something. I don't, I don't know. That's usually what yeah, they do these days. Probably. Uh, they positive. say that. Yeah, they say that the college has said that over 88 percent of their student body has been vaccinated. Well, there's your problem right there. There's your problem. With such drastic measures, one can only imagine that they must be suffering from a pretty severe case of covid. Well, um, no, because they only have one case. They administered 89 tests and one came back positive. That's a one point uh, out of the out of the percentages. That is a one point one two percent infection rate. And they have ordered masks everywhere. If you have the majority of your student body vaccinated, aren't they protected against COVID-19? Obviously, I'm being facetious because that's not the official stance anymore uh, from the CDC or the uh, government at large. Um, it is not providing you protection anymore. It is um, simply giving you like uh, reduced symptoms. I, 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 I don't even know what their argument is anymore because it keeps changing. 
legitimately, you can now say that the vaccine does not protect you from COVID-19 and you will mm -hmm. not be banned on YouTube because that is the official stance now is the vaccine does not protect you. But you're still you're still required to get it. You should still go and get it but it doesn't protect you from COVID-19 anymore. doesn't protect you. Okay, so to recap here, a total of 89 COVID tests were performed on the campus of nearly 3,000 people and one came back positive. So we got to put mask mandates in everywhere. Wouldn't surprise me if a bunch and of how these... Many, uh, yeah, go ahead. How many students do they have? How many students do they uh, have? That's a good question. I, I don't know. Uh, Oberlin College, that could be... If it's a small campus then it could just be 3,000 because you might have a lot of students that are off campus as well. Um, if, uh, yeah, okay, it's fall 2020 is 2,647. Yeah, there you go. So you probably have more students that are off campus than ones that are on. So these are probably the ones that are just on campus doing that uh, because there is, with colleges, there is a lot of online stuff these days. Uh, and a lot of people, even if you're in college, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to live on campus either. Right. I mean, I know well, I know a lot they, of people that didn't stay in the dorms. I mean, first couple of years in some colleges, you have to stay in the dorms. But, uh, you know, after that, you can live off campus. Usually there's off campus housing you can uh, you can get into. I, I would say in this in this case, though, they're on four hundred and forty acres. Uh, the campus is uh, so about this 3, was, uh, Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, it's probably three thousand, maybe a little, maybe maybe five thousand possibly, because you got to remember this was twenty twenty all of 2020. This is how many they had enroll at, in, at the height of the pandemic. So, um, yeah, either way, uh, out of 3000 students. So that puts it at what? 0 0.01? Less than that. Less than that. Because you're looking right now at a 1% positivity rate. It, it's, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. It's just, it, it's meant to just, it's meant to disrupt and, and tear around or tear everything up uh, around everybody. That's, that's all it's meant to do. Norway, as of today, is or excuse me as of saturday i believe as of saturday so well that would be today uh for those listening as of saturday they will end all of their covid restrictions all of them so they're following denmark they're following sweden will now follow north what is it with the scandinavian countries what is it with them i, I don't understand this I, I don't i don't get this one norway is saying that they have 76% of their populations with at least one dose and 67% of the population is fully vaccinated. That's what they're saying. I don't believe those numbers, first and foremost. I don't believe those numbers. The Norwegians are not big vaccine takers. Neither are the Swedish. Neither are the uh, the Danish. And most of the European countries aren't either. So I, I don't buy the numbers. Prime Minister has said that it's time to return to a normal life. Norwegian government's decision to lift all national restrictions, but they're still going to keep some border regulations in place. Okay, what, what took you so long? Go ahead. Keep the border restrictions in place. That's all people have been asking for is border restrictions. Yeah, but it's not going to be how we're that's how they're kind of required. Yeah, it's a different kind of border yeah. restrictions. So it's, it's not an actual common sense border restriction. It's yeah. we're going to keep COVID border restrictions in place. Yeah, sure. And then they'll just use COVID mm -hmm. to leverage things however they need it. But yeah, I mean, look at the U.S. It, they're saying the same thing for our Canadian border. Mm -hmm. Uh well, that's worse it, than we're, that. we're closing. We have it. We have it closed down because of COVID. But yeah. then the southern border is wide open to anybody that wants to come through. Yeah. Whether you have COVID or not. Technically, technically. And this this is the way that things are right now. I'm a U.S. citizen. If I want to come to the United States right now, I could not think about that. I want you to think about that. If you're a U.S. citizen, you're listening to us. I want you to think about that. I'm a U.S. citizen and I cannot get back to the United States because I will not take a vaccine passport. If I want to get into the United States, I legitimately would have to go the route that Bruce is talking about. And you say, OK, well, maybe you can go to the embassy, find out what your options are. They're closed. They've been closed for a year. I didn't even know that until about three or four weeks ago. 
I tried to call them. There's an embassy that's just up the road from me. I tried to call them to find out I, I needed some tax information on something because I, God help you if you get one of those forms wrong. I needed some tax information. I tried to call them. They will not even take phone calls. The phone lines are, are shut down. They will not talk to you. The only thing that they are there for is emergency passport issuance. That's it. They will not talk to you about anything else. So I can't talk to anybody at the embassy, which is run by the State Department. I can't talk to anybody at the embassy. I can't even get on a plane. If I say to hell with the government, I can't even get on a plane and go back to the U.S. at the moment. They're not letting citizens in. Kind of sounds like a breach of what the government's supposed to be doing, doesn't it? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I just so happen to have my passport right here. Right. And you can see this, Bruce. Clearly, this is a U.S. passport, right? Mm -hmm. Right here. Passport, yeah. United States of America. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. you can clearly see this is me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. me. Right. OK. Yeah. Now, it says in here very clearly, very clearly, and it's in three languages. It's in English. It's in Spanish and it's in French. All U.S. passports are in those three languages. OK. The Secretary of State of the United States of America hereby requests, this is in the U.S. passport, hereby requests all whom it may concern to permit the citizen or national of the United States named herein to pass without delay or hindrance and in case of need to give all lawful aid and protection. That's all the COVID passport you need right there. So basically, what's being told to we the people by the State Department, that's null and void. That doesn't exist anymore. So I can go to an airport, I can show them that line right there, and they're going to say, I need to see your vaccine passport. I'm sorry, you can't get in until, uh, until you show us your vaccine passport. Son, I don't need a vaccine passport. So anyway... Norway's going to drop all that stuff. They're following Sweden. They're following Denmark. In the meantime, we can't get into our own countries. We can't move. People here are being told they're going to have to pay 40 euros for a test, and they're going to have to take a fresh one every 24 hours. If they want to do something, they want to get vaccinated. Italy, the Italian government, is now ordering companies not to pay unvaccinated people. If you have an employee and they are not vaccinated, let me say that again. If you have an employee in Italy and they are not vaccinated, the government is now ordering you not to pay them. Here's what I want to know. Where's all the unvaccinated deaths? Where are they? I'm just, I'm asking a simple question. Where are the unvaccinated deaths? Somebody show me. There was a news outlet. Maybe you can pull this real quick. There was a news outlet in Detroit called uh, W, I heard this this morning, WXYZ Channel 7. Okay. That's, double check, that's a legit outfit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Channel 7 Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have a Facebook page? They have a link to a Facebook page? They do. Okay. Supposedly, on that Facebook page, they put out a call. Some reporter was looking for a story. They put out a call and said that they wanted to hear your story. They were taking in all comers. They wanted to hear your story about an unvaccinated relative or, or friend or something that died of COVID-19. At first response, they got 185,000 replies, but they weren't people from unvaccinated relatives. They were people from vaccinated relatives. They were friends of vaccinated people that had died or had had serious complications. As of this morning, that supposedly was up to about 250,000 comments. Facebook has not taken that down because I don't think they can. Are you able to verify that that's there? Um, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, I'm scrolling through their feed. They have a post like every 30 minutes they've posted something. Oh, I see. So I've gone through close to 100 posts now and it's 17 hours ago. Okay, so safe to say. Well, while you're looking through that, I want to talk about the Italy thing. So 
Now you're going to have to withhold pay from unvaccinated people. Is this really about your health? The Italian government has passed a decree applying to both private and public sector uh public sectors ordering companies to withhold pay from workers who refuse to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Explain to me why. Explain to me why. Apparently, we have uh, we have uh, over 50 percent vaccination rates in some of these countries. If you look at the actual mainline numbers they're putting out. So that should be more than sufficient. Hell, 20 percent would have been sufficient. If you actually believe that these vaccines work in the first place, 20% would have been sufficient. The decree mandates that all employees get the vaccine green pass, which is your COVID passport, which led to questions about what would happen to the millions of Italians who remain unvaccinated. The government is attempting to avoid potential legal action by directing companies not to fire the unvaccinated, but would simply not pay them while telling the employees not to show up for work under threat of being fined if they do so. So go get it or we're not going to pay you. We're not going to fire you, but we're not going to pay you. It's just like the Italians come up with something so ridiculous. And I'm not talking about the people. That's not a jab at the Italian people. That's their government. They don't have a history of doing things that make sense. Neither does the French government. Neither does the German government or the British government or any other. Hell, the U.S. government, for that matter. These governments don't have track records of doing things that make sense ever. Nothing. Uh, Yeah, I'm still scrolling. I'm at um, yesterday. Good Lord. Okay. What day was it? I want to say I heard about this like three days ago, two, three days ago. Okay. So, all right. 22nd, 21st, somewhere in there. All right. So I'm going to quote some of the uh, the government, uh, excuse me, the, uh, yeah, the government uh, spokespeople here. Instead, they should be considered to be an unjustified absence and have their wages or salaries withheld. Those found to be working without a vaccine passport could be punished with fines of up to 1,500 euros, which is about $2,000. Additionally, the government said it would not cater for the test costs for those who would prefer not to take the vaccine. See, it's the same thing here. They're not going to pay for those anymore. Uh, okay, let me guess. You're now going to charge people an exorbitant amount of money down there as well. Even those who have had the virus and recovered and developed antibodies still have to get vaccinated right there. Right there, I ought to tell you what, what it's all about. So Italy pushed their vaccine passport scheme on schools and universities three weeks ago, and now they're going to go further with it. Uh, teachers were told they faced being fired if they didn't take it, and students were mandated to take it to attend classes. I would tell them to get stuffed. The vaccinated were also, excuse me, the unvaccinated were also banned from using long distance public transport, meaning that uh, meaning holidays, travel and for and work uh, and visiting relatives has become impossible for many. Same thing here. Same thing in France. Same thing in Switzerland. They're all doing it here. Again, why are some countries dropping this and others are not? If it's so if it's so dire, then why is it needed? Where are all the unvaccinated deaths? I'm asking the question, where are they? Venues such as museums, stadiums, theaters, gyms, and indoor seating spaces at bars and restaurants all require vaccine identification and businesses can be fined thousands of euros for not enforcing the rules. It should be the opposite. It should be the opposite of that. The governments should be, and I know I'm wishing upon a shooting star here, the governments should be doing the common sense thing and saying, we're going to find the businesses if they discriminate against people like that. Do you dumbasses not understand we're going backwards? This is not progress. This is regression. This is not progression. The Green Pass in Italy also tracks an individual's location. Yeah, which is, yeah, that's what they're designed to do in the first place. That's, That's what it's all about. I can't go into a business here. Uh, unless I show a vaccine passport, I can't go into a business. If you walk into, uh, let me see, I walked into, uh, I went to a supermarket uh, yesterday. Actually, it was, was not quite a full supermarket. It was just one of those like corner store things. I walked into one of those two days ago. Well, 
in walking to that in the middle of town, because it's just a couple of blocks from me, and walking to that in the middle of town, there are all these other little businesses around there, bars, restaurants, cafes, you know, that kind of stuff, restaurants, and and there's a like a sports store and a couple other things. And while I'm there, I'm seeing QR codes all over the place, all over these doors and windows of these businesses and these establishments. And if you want to go in there, you have to scan these things. And then you have to have your you have to have your device scanned before you can go in. I can't scroll far enough. Facebook requires you to make an account to scroll ah, any further. Screw it. It's not important. It's not important. I just heard that. I don't know. I didn't know if that was something that was uh, that was legit or not. And I'd heard it from two or three different people uh, that don't know each other. So uh, I'm guessing that's you know that was something that they put out. At, but if you're saying that they're posting something every you know 15, 20 minutes, then it's probably going to be impossible to find it. So it's buried. Yeah. If, yeah. It, unless I had a Facebook account to dig through. Uh, nah, it's not worth I it. I don't. Nah, so. it's not worth it. That's nah, it's not worth it. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's what's happening in Italy. That's what's happening here. That's what's happening in Australia. That's what's going on down there. That's real. That is coming to the United States. It's coming. Do you understand? Fauci says that they're going ahead with boosters. Anyway, the FDA says, oh, well, okay, yeah, we're not going to approve those, uh, but we're going to approve them for, uh, what was it, like the 65 and up and uh, severely immunocompromised, just like they did the first time. That was actually the CDC's advisory board that said, we're not going to approve it for youngers, but they'll approve it for the 65 and older. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the, so basically the only way to get the emergency status that they have, you, you have to have no therapeutics. Isn't it interesting that ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, yeah, all the therapeutics are being pulled, thrown under the bus, uh, supplements that are uh, effective against it as well are not being talked about. And it, I mean, it's going to open the door for them to get it uh, authorized for um, the booster. So I think that's I, I think that's where they're going to head is they're going to yeah. for emergency authorization, authorization yeah. for the booster. I, I wanted to... Um... I wanted to go over here what uh, what Project Veritas released. I wanted to talk about that. There's a couple of pieces here that they uh, that they released. Now this is a 10 minute piece. I'm not going to interrupt. This is worth the 10 minutes, uh, and you need to pay attention to it. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to tee it up. I'm not going to get all kinds of fancy intros and all the rest of it. Uh, I'm just going to let it speak for itself. Again, this is Project Veritas on a whistleblower that has come forward that works with health and human services in the United States. This is what she was wired up. This is what's going on in these hospitals. Pay very close attention. The government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of, is full of shit. Tell us about who this person is. Dr. Gonzalez is one of our emergency room doctors at Phoenix Indian Medical Center. And she's a federal employee? Correct. Now you got this guy in room four who got his second dose of vaccine um, on Tuesday, has been short of breath. And he's got bone myocarditis. Yes! Oh, this is bullshit. I'm, and and now, let's see. Probably myocarditis due to the vaccine. Right. But now they're not going to blame the vaccine. Well, and you know what? But he has an obligation to report that, doesn't he? They are not reporting. Right. Because they want to shove it under the... Yeah under the the, the the mat. What patient was she referring to? She was uh, referring to that patient, that 30-something-year-old patient that had congestive heart congestive failure. Congestive heart failure. And in that particular patient's case, it was not reported. No. May I see your badges? You're Jody O'Malley, 
with the Department of Health and Human Services. This is the United States government identification. I'm looking at the CDC website. It says that you're required to report adverse events following vaccinations. One of those would be uh, congestive heart failure. That's a huge one. Were there other instances that they they didn't report? Oh, I've seen dozens of people come in with an adverse reaction. Yeah, it's really sad. She had just come back from surgery, from leave. So what are we looking at here? You're looking at me transferring her um, to uh, a higher level of care that could handle her condition. And this is a, co a colleague at your hospital who got sick. She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs. And she was coerced into taking it. Why are you choosing to blow the whistle? It's not what a lot of people would do. They're scared, they're afraid. Are you afraid? I wouldn't necessarily say I'm afraid because my faith lies in God and not man. This is evil at the, the highest level. You have the FDA, you have the CDC that are both supposed to be protecting us. Are you afraid they're gonna retaliate against you? Yeah. I'm a federal employee. What other federal employees do you see coming out? But you put your faith in God. Amen. The government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of shit. She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs. She was coerced into taking it. They are not reporting because they want to show it on the, the map. Why are you choosing to blow the whistle? Are you afraid? I wouldn't necessarily say I'm afraid. My faith lies in God and not man. My name is Jody O'Malley, and I'm a master's prepared registered nurse. Well, first of all, your hospital is run by HHS, correct? I work for Health and Human Services um, with a Indian Health Services branch for the Native Americans. You, you, these are federal employees. Yes. And we work for the government. So, I mean, the, the main thing is we have to follow. I know. I mean, that's another the thing. I don't know how much longer I'll be here. And the <laughs> here. I know. Are the policies and administrators coming directly from the federal government? Yes. The problem in here is they are not doing the studies. People that had it, you know, right. and the people that have been uh, uh, vaccinated, they're not doing any um, antibody testing. Now you got this guy in room four who got his second dose of vaccine um, on Tuesday, has been short of breath, okay? Now his BNP is elevated, D-dimer elevated, ALT, all his liver enzymes are elevated. And now let's it's probably myocarditis due to the vaccine. Right, but now they're not going to blame the vaccine. Well, and you know what? But he has an obligation to report that, doesn't he? Oh, it yes. happened. Right, what is it? 60 days after, if you see anything? Uh, they have got to. But they how many people report. are reporting? They are not reporting. Right. Because they want to show it under the yeah. under the, 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 the map. In this instance with Dr. Gonzalez, what patient was she referring to? Or without saying She was uh, referring to that patient patient that had congestive heart congestive failure. heart failure and yeah. in that particular patient's case it was not reported no on July 29th you had the first COVID vaccine mm -hmm. and 
August 19th, you had the second. You know, you don't have COVID, okay? But you have got a lot of symptoms, you know, and you're developing congestive heart failure. Were there other instances that they they didn't report? Oh, I've seen dozens of people come in with an adverse reaction. It's a shame they're not treating people. I know. Like they're supposed to, like they should. And I think they want people to die. And how many have you seen that have gotten vaccinated here? Sick and yeah. side effects? A lot. A lot. Have you seen it too? Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, who's, who's writing the bears report? Nobody, because it takes over a half an hour to write the damn thing. Why? The CDC website, it says that you're required to report adverse events following vaccinations. Is there a policy at the hospital for reporting these complications? No. There has never been any directive sent out on reporting. What the responsibility on everyone is, is to gather that data and report it. And if we're not gathering that data and reporting it, then how are we going to say that this is safe and approved for use? How come after 18 months we haven't had any it's, research? Isn't that fishy to you? It doesn't. It does. It is doesn't. It's super fishy. Not that it hasn't been done. It hasn't been published. <laughs> it hasn't probably uh, been done because the government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of, is full of shit. What does she mean by full of shit? It's not doing what it, its purpose was. And what, did, what is Dr. McGee saying in that video? He's trying to defend the vaccine. Why would he do that? Because that's his view on it. His view is get the vaccine, it's science, right? If we all just get it, this will all be over with. Such a bunch of bullshit. So much. How do we do that? Why are you choosing to blow the whistle? It's not what a lot of people would do. They're scared. They're afraid. What prompted me to do this was when I was house supervisor one night and one of my co-workers had taken the vaccine and she didn't want to. She had went throughout this entire pandemic working in the intensive care unit. It pretty much was a COVID unit. Yeah, it's really sad. She had just come back from surgery from leave two weeks ago, a little over two weeks. And then um, got her first dose of vaccine after surviving this entire pandemic. She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs. For those that cannot see that, obviously, uh, a caption came up. She passed away the next week. And she was coerced into taking it. Nobody should have to decide between their livelihood or take the vaccine. Now, now, now we're just making people take it and then there's reactions to it. And then you have a medication that has been shown effective and surely has no adverse reactions for trying it. Dr. Bakwa talked to you about prescribing ivermectin for and so physicians can't um, prescribe off-label use medication here? Not for COVID. They did it with hydroxychloroquine and they, it was really bad. And so they are not allowing it right now. I am, I am stuck. I am told you are absolutely not to use it under any circumstances whatsoever for somebody with COVID unless you don't want to have a job. I am not going to lose my job. Damn. They're going to lose their job if they allowed you to use 
that drug. Right. Nuts. What is plaguing this country is the spirit of fear. Are you afraid? It's my career, you know, it's how I'll help people. But am I afraid? I wouldn't necessarily say I'm afraid um, because my faith lies in God and not man. What kind of person would I be if I, if I knew all of this? This is evil. This is evil at the, the highest level. You have the FDA, you have the CDC that are both supposed to be protecting us and everything that we've done so far is unscientific. Are you afraid they're gonna retaliate against you? Yeah, I'm a federal employee. What other federal employees do you see coming out? But you put your faith in God. Amen. Your thoughts? Government's bad, okay? That's what I heard throughout that whole thing. Government is telling you you can't use medication that might help you. Government is hiding how many people are actually having adverse re reactions to this. They're literally killing Governments their employees. They're literally killing literally their employees. Literally killing people, yeah. Their, their own so, employees. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I've heard a, a, a very well-known uh, radio show host and a podcaster now, technically, as well, say time and time again that if America goes down the road of Nazi Germany, we will make them look like recruits, we'll, we'll, uh, rookies. Uh, guys, uh, I, I look in the mirror. Just look at what's going on. But I, you literally have the government killing off their own. And uh, I mean, what more do we need? This is kind of what I've been saying about the people that are in the system. I mean, we talked yesterday about just following orders is not a defense. That's not a defense. Do you hear me? That is not a defense. That will not save you. The very people that you're carrying this evil out for, they're going to throw you overboard. They're already throwing you overboard. <laughs> We knew that this kind of stuff was going on. We we suspected that a lot of it was going on. We knew that we knew that something behind the scenes wasn't right. But affirmation like this, it it, it justifies our standpoint on everything at this point. The woman says, and you know, she's the healthcare professional. She says, none of this is science. This is not science. She got into that profession because that's how she wanted to help people. Ma'am, you don't understand the type of people that you're working for. I think These, she does now. I, I now she does, make, yeah. It, it, yeah. Now but she does. The thing is, before this, before this was going down, before we got to this level, um, you could legitimately make a, a fair argument that yeah, you know, they're they're intending to help people, and this is just uh, poor planning, poor execution. They're they're incompetence. You know, and I I can't call it incompetence anymore for what's going on. This is not incompetence anymore. No, it's intentional. It's nefarious. And it's just it's just sick. Like, it's just sick. Uh, and this is this is what I've been telling people from uh, ever since they started this whole restrictive and COVID passport and everything. I said, this is disgusting. This is disgusting. And behind the scenes, do you think they're not threatening doctors? I mean, hell, some of those people in there and I know some of that audio was hard to make out, but I mean, they did a great job cleaning that stuff up. Project Veritas, those are real journalists right there. O'Keefe and the people that, that are doing this work, that's real journalism. This is what the mainstream media should be doing. But those people that you heard in there, like the one doctor she was talking about, uh, why is one doctor saying that the vaccine is full of it? And the other doctor saying, well, no, it's not. But there's there's not been any studies because he believes that it's the science. He believes it. He believes that if if everybody just does it, then this will all be over. No, it's not going to be over. There's a second part to this that's been released. We're not going to play it today, but there's another one. They went undercover at the FDA. 
and they've got insiders at the FDA. We will talk about that. That'll be on Tuesday. It'll be tomorrow if you're listening to us on Monday. Uh, that is some of the stuff in there. They want a, uh, a Nazi-style registration for unvaccinated people. They want to go after certain groups of people. I'll just put it that way with blow guns, you know, blow darts and guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of people they recruit. Gates and company, Fauci and company, Pharma and company, they have grabbed a hold of the traditional medical systems that we know. You know, I, I talked to somebody who spent their life in the healthcare business in the United States, went into nursing back in the late 70s, early 80s. And that's where they continued uh, up until recently, where they just retired. And speaking to that person about certain aspects of healthcare in the United States, the consensus is pretty much the same. And this is down to pretty much the local level. It doesn't matter if there's anything wrong with you or not. This is somebody, again, that spent their life in healthcare and actually trying to do good. It doesn't matter what your health is. The goal is in America, I can't speak to, to other countries here because you really don't have too much of a pill pusher problem over here in Europe, at least not that I know of. Uh, now, the French, they do like a lot of pills in France. But in the United States, the goal of the pharmaceutical industry is to get every single person in America on something. Doesn't matter what it is. It's to get you on something. If you are a healthy 30 to 50 year old, right? That's 20. Okay, we'll go 20 to, to 50 year old. Okay, because that's right around the, you know, that's your early adulthood all the way up through midlife. Okay, so if you're a healthy 20 to 50 year old, oh, they don't want that. No, they don't want that. You never hear campaigns about about eating correctly or uh, or having fitness uh, as a as a pinnacle in your life. You never hear about getting sleep. You never hear about uh, staying away from situations that would depress you or uh, stay away from um, things like drugs or do your best to uh, to work on your sleep. These kinds of things. All of these are about everything that I just mentioned. That's all backwards. Everything is backwards, especially now. Now in the era of COVID, your gyms are being taken away. Your healthy food choices are being taken away. Your anxiety is up. Your stress is up. Your depression is up. Alcohol consumption is up. People are smoking. People are taking drugs. It's all in the opposite direction of where you need to be as a healthy, productive, successful, happy individual. You're literally falling like a rotten piece of fruit off of a tree into their hand. I haven't been able to go to the gym in several well, it's been a month now. It's it's been they, since they put vaccine passports. They didn't even tell anybody. They just they just shut it down. You want to go to a gym? Got to have a vaccine. I'm not going in. I'm not going in. You got to have a clean test. I'm not paying forty dollars a day. Go to hell. I've had to resort to training myself. You know what? I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. I mean, I had to do it when all the lockdowns were there. So I mean, why not? Right? I still get my cycling in. You know, I still cycle five to ten k a day flat out. Still problem. I get to spend more time outside. Still problem. I get to actually interact with people that uh, that I see outside. It's kind of nice. I don't have to be around a bunch of people in an enclosed area that are uh, excre excreting God knows what because they've been whacked up with something that they're, they're spewing spike proteins all over the place. So I think that's a good thing. Trying to protect myself. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not trying to sound mean here. But quite frankly, the German government and a lot of the other governments for that matter have removed the ability for you to hold anybody else accountable for somebody else infecting you. Why did they do that? There must be a reason. For your health and safety. Yes, for your health. All right. My point is, is maybe it's not such a bad thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe everything that all, maybe all the steps that they're taking, maybe it's not such a bad thing, because quite frankly, I'm spending more time discovering other aspects that I otherwise wouldn't have done. Is, is, is that the next stage of grief acceptance? Well, 
Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like I, I like going to the gym. I like the atmosphere, but it's not everything, right? It, it's not everything. Let's be honest. If I were still able to go to the gym, if they didn't have any of the stuff in, if, they were, if I were still able to go to the gym, would I be spending more out, more time outside every day in nature? I don't think so. I wouldn't have time. The time that I would normally go to the gym is the time I'm now spending outside, and I'm exercising while I'm outside. So is it such a bad thing? Uh, in a sense, it's opened up your eyes to. Uh, doing other things, right? As far as going outside and doing that. So it, it it's shifted your, I don't know, interest. I, uh, uh, I don't know what, to, but the, the, the problem with the whole situation is I, I agree with you, you know, being outdoors and uh, exercising outdoors. Oh, I don't like the circumstances. You know, getting, getting but, to, but, that's the thing is the circumstance. Yeah, if this sounds like, like you chose to do this and we're like, I, I'm going to take a break from going to the gym for a month or something, you know, and, and you, you, took a break from going to the gym and just started doing workouts from home. Hey, you know, and you found this out more power to you. The problem is, is we're being held at gunpoint, say, yeah. uh, told to take a vaccine mm-hmm. or pay $40 a day, $50 a day for a test. Uh, no. Yeah, no, I wasn't saying that that uh, accepting it was uh, that was something that, that I liked. That, w- that was what I was saying. Well, I guess maybe I should have phrased it a little bit better because I don't want any of these things at all. I don't want people to, to have to live like this. I mean, what, what the hell kind of world are, are we building here? What, what is this? What, what is this? We're now putting in an entire new infrastructure for what? For what? Something that, that UK scientists now say will be like the common cold by spring. I mean, all, all the data that they've extrapolated out. The only people you're running into with problems now are exactly what that young lady was talking about. The ones that have been uh, stuck with this thing, they're the ones having the problems. Those are the ones that are your ne- that are now going to have to go into the medical system that are going to need lifelong care. The woman said to the one patient, she says, you took the vaccine. You don't have COVID, but what you do have is congestive heart failure. That is not curable. There is no cure for that. You are now stuck with that, and you've probably lost... If you only have congestive heart failure, you've only got, oh, I don't know, what, what do they give those people? Uh, three to five years, usually? Yeah, it depends. It varies, yeah. but yeah. So <laughs> why again are we, uh, are, are we locking down healthy people? If anything, we're doing this backwards. It's just like everything else. Everything else is backwards. It's backwards of everything that I mentioned. They should be promoting healthy lifestyles. The gyms should be open. Those damn places never should have closed. Exercise? That's 110% all about your immune system. Exercise. Oh, no. See, they have to cut down on the, the aggression and the high testosterone. Uh-huh. That's going to backfire. Yeah. That's going to backfire. Cutting down on that, the the aggression and testosterone and all that. By the way, exercising is a great outlet for, for men that have... Yeah. Uh, you know, issues with temper or any of those kind of things, it can help them discipline themselves to better control it. And it, at the same time, the endorphins and all that helps alleviate that tension, uh, not to mention all the health benefits and everything as well. But the efforts to reduce testosterone levels in men, that's only going to cause more problems like exactly. what we're already seeing with the vaccines. So it's going to kill more people. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, by the way, because of COVID, you know how we had to push surgeries back in the UK and we had to push treatment back yeah, for the non-essential like, quote electives. Yeah, we yeah. had to push all that stuff back. It only pushed cancer treatment back on their books by 10 years uh, because of everything. They 10 years. Their backlog for cancer treatments are now up to 10 years. Now, all of those people, you're going to have deaths from all of that as well. So all of that's going to go up because people didn't get their cancer treatments. Let me ask you a question. This is a very and I when I saw that, I thought of this. Let me ask you this question as a listener. I want you to ponder on this one. These uh, 
whatever these these philanthropic losers, uh, Gates and and all these other idiots that are out there pushing all this stuff. Fauci's out there talking about, oh, it's free, you know, it's it's free. It's because we want to help you. It's for your health. Okay, all right. The COVID vaccine is free, right? Of course, you know your tax money's paying for it, but they tout it as free, right? But, no, I'm serious. That that's what they do. They tout yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's free. It's our gift to the world, right? Yeah, the the, uh, the philanthropic people like uh, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, and and the governments that donate to Gavi and all the rest of it. Yeah, then uh, the, the World Health Organization in China is going to donate two billion doses. Blah blah blah. All the rest of that garbage, right? If they cared so much about your health, why aren't cancer treatments free? You know, under our current system, honestly, I can legitimately understand why it's not free because it it's capitalist system. It's private. The private sector has gone out and, you know, done the research and now they need funding to pay for the research research that they did. I, I get, you know, the whole system that we have. The problem with this, the, the whole thing, the way it went down, you should have never stopped elective surgeries. It should have never stopped because elective surgeries are things like uh, open heart surgery, cancer treatments. I mean, hell, even just like uh, hip and knee replacement surgeries are considered elective. But if you're someone that's ever had uh, problems with your hips and knees, that pretty much destroys your life. Like you're you're unable to do just about anything in those scenarios. I, I have a, a family friend that's been a friend of the family for years, older, older uh, farmer, you know, hard living, worked hard, uh, hit his late 70s, right? So he needed hip and knee replacement surgery. Before he was able to get in to get the surgeries because, you know, COVID, um, the dude was hunched over. I mean, it, it, he looked old, had difficult to get getting around. He couldn't do anything on the farm. Uh, now that he has those replaced, he's looks much younger, sprier. Uh, he's back working and, and, but the, the point is we should have never, we should have never have stopped those things. If, if they truly cared about our health and welfare, they would have never have stopped those things to begin with. And they wouldn't have closed everything down. You know, like I said, uh, the gyms, those should be open. Restaurants, those should be open. What about the restaurants that served healthy food? What about those? Those were all closed down. What about the uh, what about those places? And I don't see them too much over here. Well, I mean, you see you see different things over here. Over here, they have these things called juice bars. So you can go and you can get like the, the crazy fresh juices that they make. They'll make all kinds of, you know, uh, weird stuff. That's that's I mean, it's all it's all fresh fruit and vegetables and all the rest of it. It's really good stuff. But in the United States, we have these places called um, Planet Smoothie and uh, 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 like the, the Smoothie Factory. And we have uh, Jamba Juice and, and a couple of the other, these other places where they actually make all of these health food drinks. All those were closed during lockdowns. Why didn't those stay open? All of that was shut down. But yet, and I know it wasn't this way in all cases, all the fast food places were still open. That was fine. You could order takeaways and, and all the rest of it. That was okay. The liquor stores were open. You could still get marijuana. That was fine. Hell, in Los Angeles, they took the bums up off the streets. They scooped the bums up off the streets. They put them in the Ritz-Carlton downtown, and they had room service go out and buy them heroin and crack cocaine and deliver it to them and their liquor and deliver it to them in the hotel rooms. That kind of degeneracy is okay. That kind of unhealthy lifestyles that is not only permitted in a time that's supposed to be um, uh, the, the worst killer since the, uh, the, the since the uh, the influenza pandemic, not only is that promoted, it's fueled and endorsed and perpetuated by the government that's telling you to get in your house and shut up. It's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. And I have think I have think and I, I honestly I, I don't I don't know. But 
I have think that since they're starting to drop these restrictions in these Scandinavian countries, I have think that they could possibly drop them here too. And you know what? I don't want them to. Hear me. I don't want them to drop those restrictions because if they drop those restrictions, the movement against them stops. The protests stop. They don't need to stop. They need to intensify and these people need to be taken to the roots. Those that know what that means, you understand what I just said. All right, that's it for today. So we will go ahead and call this one done. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.